This is Amy Poehler. My new movie, Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2, is coming to theaters June 14th, and it's making me feel joy and sadness and anger. Definitely some disgust. Rose! And I think a little fear. But I'm also feeling these new emotions like anxiety, embarrassment, envy, and ennui. It's what you call the boredom. Okay, that one was weird. It's going to be the feel-everything movie of the summer. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only in theaters June 14. Get tickets now. Hello, I'm Paul Giamatti. And I'm Stephen Asma. Join us on the Chinwag Podcast every Wednesday where we trade the banal and the boring for the super strange and bizarre. They committed human sacrifice? I did bring up human sacrifice, yes. You sure did. <laughs> that just went by fast. Kind of casually tossed that out. I would like to have an alien uh, hatchet young inside. Holy shit, really? She saw world peace and I saw demons coming out of the wall. I will say that there was a green couch outside of the principal's office and you sat on it if you had lice or if you got into trouble. <laughs> <laughs> they wake you up from the goo pods to live in reality and you're naked and screaming it's like <laughs> follow us for free on apple podcasts and all major podcast platforms for more information go to chinwagpod.fm and find enlightenment through our instagram or tiktok at chinwagpod or on twitter at chinwag underscore pod Strange happenings are occurring in the world of Exandria. Slayed creatures and beasts from days of yore are returning to the land of the living, and it's up to a band of unlikely heroes to re-slay them. Welcome to the Re-Slayer's Take. Join Jasmine Bular, Jasmine Chung, Jasper Cartwright, and Caroline Lux alongside Game Masters Nick Williams and me, George Primavera, in this Dungeons & Dragons 5th edition role-playing adventure through Critical Role's fantasy world of Exandria. But don't worry, you won't need to know the rules to follow this story. All you need to know is that nothing the players do is scripted or planned, and their fates are determined by their own cleverness and the roll of a 20-sided die. So what the heck are you waiting for? Adventure awaits in the Reslayers take. New episodes drop weekly on Mondays wherever you stream your podcasts. Am I the Jerk is a show where we talk about real stories like my stepdad found out that I have a $4 million inheritance and tried to steal it from me when my mom died. Am I the Jerk for how far I took my revenge? Or you might even see a story like this. My mother-in-law photoshopped my wedding photos to change my nose. Am I the Jerk for what I did in response? So Am I the Jerk is the perfect show to put on in the background while you're driving, studying, drawing, or just chilling out. And the best part is you can send in your own stories from your own life to be featured and discussed on the show. Just subscribe to Am I the Jerk and you'll see how to do that there via amithejerk.com slash submit. You can freely share the deepest secrets of your life because you can still remain anonymous when you send in your stories. So either way, subscribe to Am I the Jerk right now before you forget. We'd love to be a part of your daily routine. New episodes every day. Am I the Jerk. When you listen to Nobody Listens to Paula Poundstone, the comedy podcast, you learn stuff. I've been learning to throw a boomerang, because this is the kind of thing that really gets the listeners engaged, you know. <laughs> Interviews with people who will make you smarter. Does the amount that you learn protect you from cognitive decline? Paula, don't <laughs> <break> <laughs> Can't people just listen to the show? Can't they just enjoy a delightful treehouse full of information? And co- I think I'm bleeding. Join us and be a nobody. Your picks have been horrible, man. It's the point. It's the point of the show. Isn't, isn't it? it? Isn't, isn't 
first of all, I don't understand what this podcast is about. Poppycock. It's a fuckhouse. On a weekly basis, we are consuming more concentrated bad movies than probably anybody in the history of mankind. Poppycock. What story? What story? (laughs) What are you talking about? Do you want lunch? I have yet to laugh in this movie. I'll just tell you that. You picked it, motherfucker. (laughs) Just remember that. You know the problem with Hollywood is? They make shit. Unbelievable, unremarkable shit. I was legitimately offended. You were offended? I was offended. I didn't know you could get offended. I was offended. This did it. If I were gay, I wouldn't be offended. (laughs) They're fucking making shit up, I mean. Inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail after inconsequential detail. Please don't lie. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. I'm holding a mic in my hands and now I'm talking all over. The podcast where we break down movies you're afraid to admit you love. I'm Zach Harford. That's Amin Al-Hassan. That's Anthony Mays. This week on Cinephobe, we watch the 2019 action thriller, Primal. I feel like you gotta get a little gruff in that voice when you say Primal. You You gotta sound like saying Zhang. That was one of the... I actually laughed out loud when I read that text. What was that, yesterday? Mays made some comment about Uncle Frank. And you're like, who's Uncle Frank? Oh. Zang. <laughs> we're back in the cage boys we are back in the cage because oh, primal stars nicholas cage who plays frank walsh man he had a busy busy year so this is all that he did in 2019 outside of primal a score to settle color out of place running with the devil kill chain <laughs> and grand isle i've never heard of any of those movies here's what's coming out for him in 2020 Wally's Wonderland, The Croods 2, 10 Double Zero, Jiu Jitsu, Prisoners of Ghostland, and a movie called Pig, in which he's a truffle hunter who lives alone in the Oregonian wilderness who must return to his past in Portland in search of his beloved foraging pig after she's kidnapped. When did Mandy come out? Mandy was 2018. Oh my God. What's Mandy? Oh, Mandy's actually good. Mandy's like an art house. Like, wait, don't laugh at that, Maze. Mandy is an art house, like almost like David Lynch style movie. It's just a revenge movie for Nick Cage, and he goes fucking full Cage in this one. It's a slow ass movie for like the first thirty five minutes. Where I was watching, I was like, oh my god, I'd heard this was good, but like this is just kind of excruciating. It's really slow. It's too artsy, and then like the final like hour is just fucking insane i'll take your word for it no you gotta watch it oh unfortunately doesn't qualify doesn't even come close to qualifying mandy on rotten tomatoes 90 percent. really that's that's pretty impressive yeah 66 percent with the audience this also stars famke jansen remember her from rounders she was oh is that Oh yeah, that's right. I knew she was great in the X Men movies. Yes, 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 she is. Yeah, she's in the faculty. Yeah, she's in Goldeneye. She's in the Taken franchise. We also get Kevin Durand, who uh, was from Thunderstruck. 
Gold State Kevin Warriors, Kevin Durant. Oklahoma City Thunder, yeah. Brooklyn Nets coming yeah. out in 2021. The Victory Machine, star of the Victory Machine. Right, star of the Victory Machine. Oh, that's Kevin Durant. Oh, yeah. Kevin Durant is a guy with big cheeks on his face. He's got big, big face cheeks. I like this dude. He's in a lot of stuff. He is also in Ballers. Yeah, he's yes. in Ballers. He plays, plays the owner of the Rams. I remember him from Lost back in the day. He played Martin Kimi. He's in Walking he not, Tall. No, he was in a movie that we've done, right? Because I put the return of Kevin Durant in my in my notes. No, we haven't done a movie with Kevin Durant. We haven't, we haven't done Wild Hogs yet. We haven't done Smoking Aces. We haven't done Big Mama's House 2. X-Men Origins Wolverine. So it is a future callback. Okay. It's a future callback. <laughs> Before even watching the movie, just seeing, like, when I saw his name in the credits, I was like, oh, Kevin Durant, ha, ha, ha. And then I wrote, the fake Nick Cage. Guys, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump in here. How is this possible? I'm looking at two identical <laughs> Nick Cages. Well, Seth, I can explain if you just calm down. <laughs> Okay, as everyone knows, my dream as an actor is to appear in every film ever released. (laughs) However, until now, I've only been able to muster a measly 90%, bringing shame upon my dojo. Sure, of, of course. But fortunately, today, science has prevailed, and I'm proud to announce that my cloning experiment has finally come to fruition. I'm sorry, cloning experiment? Uh, well, that's exactly right, Seth. I am his clone. Oh. Well, that does make sense, because you two are identical in every way. Not in every way, Seth. Well, while physically we are exactly the same, there are some slight differences personality-wise. Yes, for example, this Nick is calm and stealthy like a ninja warrior. Whereas this Nick is an exaggerated, screaming psychopath and really just doesn't exist. <laughs> That's high praise. Yes. It is a little bit like looking in a mirror. This is before the movie starts, and I'm going to save it. I'm just going to say my initial reaction was like, oh, Kevin Durant, he's like a bootleg Nick Cage. Like a lot of his mannerisms and even his look, he looks, is a very similar facial construction. He needs a little bit more neck fat at this point, mm-hmm. just because Nick's, Nick's lived a life. I didn't really put that together, but I can see the similarity now. We also have Michael Imperioli. Christopher. From, Christy. From The Sopranos, from Goodfellas, from the 1800 tequila commercials, Bad Boys, Dead Presidents. He's in this movie. And then LaMonica Garrett, who is just an atrocious actor from, I know him from Sons of Anarchy. Wait, that's the dude? Yeah, LaMonica. Bro, you might want to use a middle name. <laughs> LaMonica? LaMonica. It's, it's funny because I kept looking for a black woman in this movie. I mean, it's just a black woman's name, LaMonica Garrett. And she's an older black woman. She's not like a young woman. She's. Auntie status. <laughs> he was named after former Oakland Raiders quarterback Daryl LaMonica, of whom his parents were fans. Jesus. Hold Don't on. do that. They didn't name him Daryl? Don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> One. Do that. Two. I've never heard of Daryl LaMonica. I better look up, and this dude was like the nicest like Hall of Famer ever, because I got named after like a fairly mediocre player. That would be pretty bad. Five-time Pro Bowler. Okay. All right. <laughs> Two-time All-Pro. Yeah, but Pro Bowler, does that really mean anything? Three-time said, AFL champ? 
AFL, get out of here, pre-merger bullshit. AFL MVP. What does that even mean? Is PFR Hall of Fame monitor sixty-four with the average what does being that one. Mean? I don't know. They don't have a, like they're not like NBA. They're not like basketball references. They just say ninety-nine percent or whatever. This yeah, is more football respect. talk than I thought we were gonna have. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Okay, he was Slam Ball's leading scorer and one of four <laughs> players announced to the All Slam Ball team. What? Slam Ball, like the thing that was on Spike TV. Yes, trampoline basketball. He's Slam Ball's leading scorer. Oh, bro, you've done well for Respect on this man's lady name. Primal also directed by uh, Nick Powell. Only the second thing he's directed, he directed a movie called Outcast, which stars Nick Cage and Hayden Christensen. Jesus Christ. Which I think one of them is supposed to be the son of a deposed Chinese emperor. So put that on the (laughs) list, Maze. Outcast. He's also a former stuntman in the vein of the John Wick directors. Why do you keep saying that? He's a stuntman, not a stuntman. I like to fuck with you. (laughs) It's from Tim and Eric. Have you ever heard of Tim and Eric? Today on our show, we have two official Hollywood stuntmen. Mm -hmm. My name is Randy Stuntman, and uh, this is my brother Gene. And you do stunt double work, too? I don't like their humor at all. Yeah. Really? At all. I'm not surprised. It's No, they keep getting shows, and I'm just like, it's just the same thing. Uh He's going to be in drag, and this one's going to start drooling, and then they're going to be uncomfortable close-ups. There's going to be a laugh track where there wasn't anything funny because that's the joke. I'm good. Fowl was was a stuntman, as Mays mentioned. Uh, he's helped in fight scenes for Gladiator, The Mummy, and Braveheart. So like, he's really choreographed some some pretty big movies. Richard Leader wrote Primal. He's also written like 17 TV movies. That's it. This is the first theater movie he's ever he's ever. This written. Was, a, was this a theater movie? It was in was the it? theater. Yeah, we'll get to that in a second. Yeah, it qualifies for Academy Award nomination. Yes. <laughs> Synopsis for Primal is Franks caught wildlife in the Brazilian jungle include a 400-pound white jaguar. He ships it on the same ship as an arrested assassin. The assassin breaks free and frees the animals. Tagline, the ultimate hunter versus the ultimate predator. Oh, that's pretty that's, good. Yeah. yeah. But here's the thing. It's not listed as that. There's no listed tagline, so I actually had to go look at the movie poster to find this. Oh, uh, uh, IMDb could okay. really up their game a little bit. It'd be nice. You're really getting resourceful in this quarantine, Zach. I'm trying, man. Look, if it's a Nick Cage movie. Boots on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> this movie had a $15 million budget. I mean, guess how much it made. And it was in the theater worldwide. Well, I know it made at least 12 bucks off of me and Maze today. Five ninety nine to rent, really? And at some point, anywhere from ten to twenty dollars for me. I don't know how much I bought it for. Money bags over here. How much did it make? Eighty four thousand dollars. Oh no! Well, no wonder uh, up to actually, I undersold it. Eighty four thousand six hundred thirty dollars. <laughs> Not <laughs> there counting rentals. <laughs> All right, six hundred forty two dollars. <laughs> Let's jump into this movie before listening to the rest of this podcast uh, and all the spoilers. Primal can be rented on Amazon's iTunes, all that bullshit for apparently $6. The Rotten Tomatoes score. Primal receives a 38% from critics on 32 reviews. That's surprisingly and, high. And 27% from the audience on 48 reviews. Yes. No one's seen this movie. <laughs> 
Do you want the positive or the negative? Let's start with the positive, but let me lead off with my own positive, which is I know exactly who's winning Golden Dumpster in this. No shadow, without a shadow of a doubt in my mind. Like, as I'm wise, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's the Golden Dumpster right there. So please give me the positives. Niall Brown of Movies and Focus. Nicholas Uncage. That's what you call this man versus nature actioner. Nicholas Cage returns to his action roots with Primal, a high-octane action film which takes subtlety and tosses it overboard. That's true. <laughs> Soul Harris of Starburst. I don't know if this means a candy. Is Primal good? Not exactly, but it is a film in which Nicolas Cage goes manhunting on a ship full of snakes and parrots and monkeys, and in a way, that's good enough. Yeah. Matt, <laughs> Matt Donato of Flickering Myth. How have I not been transported back to the 90s where it should be opening in wide release alongside every other audacious action hybrid imaginable? Okay. Rob Hunter of Film School Rejects. When Primal focuses on Nicolas Cage and his uncaged beast, it manages to, to deliver enough silly fun to stand apart from his other releases this year. His other releases. Oh, wow. So, so okay. I don't like this review because now you're like, I'm asking you about this movie, not about every right. other movie. Right. Rex Reed of Observer. I'm embarrassed to admit, but I screamed out loud five times. Wow. <laughs> what? I screamed out a couple of times. I'll be honest. At least three. You screamed out loud. I did too. Uh, namely, when I saw the price of the rental. <laughs> Dennis Harvey of Variety. It all moves along slickly and tolerably enough. Not really a positive review. Michelle Swope of Dread Central. Imagine a much more savage version of Noah's Ark with Nicolas Cage yelling some truly great lines about his cat while fighting bad guy Kevin Durand, and you have the new movie Primal. Okay, she's exaggerating heavily there. Noah's Ark. <laughs> and then Evans. Well, there's two of each, except for the Jaguar. There's like six monkeys. Yes, and a couple of birds. And a, and a, a javelina or some sort of... Two big... snakes. There were two snakes. There's two snakes. That's the only one that there's two of. <laughs> Spoiler alert, after the end, there weren't many birds. Evan Dossie of Midwest Film Journal. Pure cage exploitation and nothing more. Yes. not many of those felt positive all right uh some negative ones sarah stewart of the new york post there's a limit to the redemption nicholas cage can grant a terrible movie and primal is it so it sounds like he wasn't the problem (laughs) yeah like this person's actually (laughs) yeah okay vincent mancini of film drunk nick cage is trapped on a boat with a terrorist and an albino cgi jaguar that is an amazing premise if only we could see it bad camera work and choppy editing are ruining b movies that jaguar was a cgi Hope Madden of Columbus Underground. Primal contains an awful lot of stupid, but the sound is so muddy it's hard to catch much dialogue. At least we have that small mercy to be thankful for. Bitch. That sounds like a positive. That sounds like she watched like the pirated version from Asia. Right. Brian Orndorff of Blu-ray.com. You may remember Brian Orndorff from like <laughs> nine other places he's been reviewing movies. This guy he gets work, man. He's watching all cinephobe classics too. <laughs> As always, there's Cage, and he's in peak Cageosity here, trying to give the blandness that surrounds him some much-needed thespian spice. Noel Murphy of LA Times, unfortunately, even by the relaxed standards of trash cinema, Primal is dispiritingly tame. Fuck you. Rude. Yeah, it's just rude. David Ehrlich of IndieWire, a lifeless game of cat and mouse and jaguar. You're not clever. This is why you're a critic, right? Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> no, and then- you can't do those who can't cr- critique and... 
That, sir, is what you are. And then finally, Dominic Griffin of Spectrum Culture. At its best, Primal Calls to Mind, Adam Sandler's Netflix originals, where it's clear the actor is just going on vacation to different locales and hoping the creatives around him can put together a movie from the exploits. That's rude. That's not accurate at all. They spend the whole damn movie on a boat. Yeah, on a right. boat, which is basically a stage, a soundstage. All right, Amin, first note. My first note, ladies and gentlemen, drum roll, please, is... Drum roll. Rainforest Brazil is a hell of an opening line, probably written after an immense snort of cocaine. Because that's a, we have a scenic of, like, the jungle that says Rainforest Brazil. Yeah. And I said, yes. Definitely the dude who wrote that, like, did just did a massive bump right there. <laughs> and then we'll say Rainforest Brazil. And Rainforest isn't capitalized, which I didn't like. You could say in the Amazon or something like right. that. No one says, like, oh, Cornfield, Nebraska, right? <laughs> <laughs> We've got a shot of a dead goat suspended in the air with flies all over it. Nick Cage is sitting in a tree platform reading a real estate catalog and eating nuts or something. He's smoking a cigar, looking at the goat corpse, and then the bushes are moving near it. And I mean, you know what we have next? Jaguar vision. Jaguar. Jaguar took, vision. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> are you doing that because of Rick and Morty? Yeah. You can stay dead to the world and die in this room, or you can kill a pickle for me and earn your freedom. There is no freedom while your leader breathes. Our country is a prison. Then Katerina is a prisoner. Perhaps I could arrange her escape as well. She lives, Jaguar. Where is this pickle? Do people still read real estate magazines? Because he's like reading the hell out of it. Yeah, he's it's not really like, and not his, we're not talking about dentist appointment, meaning uh, the waiting room. Like you're just flipping through all these houses you'll never afford. Like, he is studying the hell out of it. I thought, uh, like, Zillow pretty much ended that. Yeah, I thought so, too, but it is Brazil. Brazilo. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think he's reading he not, the catalog for Long that. Beach? I'm not no, acknowledging I'm assuming because he knows he's going to capture this thing that's basically right. going to give him the payday of a lifetime, and so now he can afford one of these I mean, have you ever seen a real estate magazine that had like affordable houses? No, it's always like the house that like Shaq bought to store his motorcycles. Right. Like that's that's the kind of real estate we're talking about here. Also, when we see the Jaguar come out, that CGI is just flawless. I mean, I I was really worried for Nick Cage. Of I course. The Cage, the actor, not his character, not 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 Walsh. Right. No, because because they're clearly like. No stuntmen there. Thank you. Cage gets a trink gun ready for the cat, but the uh, platform breaks a little as it takes part of the goat's head off. It's a white jaguar eating the food, and Cage says, Oh my gosh, gorgeous. <laughs> you ever talk to yourself out loud? Yes. Frequently. You do? You, do? Yeah. Okay. you don't? Unless it's like to cuss out loud because of like traffic or something. But like just typically when I just realized I had like 700 other things to do today, I wasn't like, oh no. Like I didn't, I didn't say it out loud. I thought it. His guns are now on the ground. He's trying to figure out what to do. And then the Jaguar briefly disappears and then jumps up at the platform trying to attack him. It falls, then jumps up again and it swipes and claws Cage's leg. 
Is this when you yelled? No, I did not yell at this point. I'll let you know when I yelled. He then stabs the, the Jaguar with a Trank dart, and they both fall into the trap below. Tranquilizer is slowing it down while Cage avoids it. The cat is finally down. Cage brushes back his sweaty hair. And I guess he carried 400 pounds of Jaguar by himself. Yeah, like they never really talked about that. Like he mentions it a little bit later. He says, oh, yeah, about 350, 400 pounds. And I'm like, but you were by yourself. Right. And I didn't see any help. Uh, I didn't either. Now we're in a small village. The Jaguar's in a cage. Not that cage. Just a regular cage, not a Nick cage. And Nick has the truck hooked up with a lot of cages. Presumably all animals are inside, but they're all covered. And he asks if someone died to a group of people around the truck. Very savvy filmmaking. We just put some drapes over it. We don't have to waste money on CGI or animals. Right, exactly. That's how you ball on a budget there. Vamanos, amigo. We've got a boat to catch. But the driver, Diego, refuses to go. Nick Cage is pissed. They're in Brazil, right? Yeah. don't think Diego is a Brazilian name. Like, just going to throw that out there. It's not a Portuguese name. Current is a mobile bank with a Visa debit card that gets you paid up to two days faster and gives you free overdraft up to $100 with no hidden fees. So if you normally get paid on a Friday, when you switch your direct deposit to Current, you'll get paid on Wednesday, two days faster. Current gives you free overdraft up to $100 with overdrive. So if you spend over your balance, you won't get declined or charge any fees. You can use over 55,000 free ATMs with Current and deposit checks with the camera on your phone. It has perks like instantly refunding the holds at gas stations put on your card. So you don't need to wait days just to get your own money back from the pump. Current is a real bank account, not a prepaid card. So it works with Apple Pay, Google Pay, Cash App, Venmo, all that stuff. You can even instantly send money for free using your current tag current notifies you when you spend and lets you pause your card instantly in the app even if you're under 18 you can still get an account with current it only takes two minutes to sign up and your current card will be shipped to you for free download current now get a current black premium card when you go to current.com and enter the promo code bomb that's b-o-m promo code bomb b-o-m at current.com diego calls it the gato fantasma the ghost cat ghost cat the white devil the villagers called him and used to give him human sacrifices in order to protect the village and at this moment cage is smoking the fuck out of his cigar that man knows how to smoke a cigar by the way you know who keeps a ghost cat as a pet right ghost dad was that a joke is that a real (laughs) ghost dad the cosby show the cosby movie yes ghost cat what is happening right now? All right. Slabs, I'm tired, guys. The white jaguar is apparently worth a million dollars and not a man eater, according to Nick Cage. What she is is a house on Pine Lake. That's what she is to him. He offers the driver more money. The driver gives back the money he already gave him. A little girl calls out his bird and he says, That's not my bird. The parrot is on the truck eating part of Cage's food, to which he walks up to the bird and says, Are you kidding me, man? He shoes it away and then throws away the food. Well, yeah, bird, a nasty-ass bird was just eating it. Then why did you shoot it away? You might as well let it eat the, eat the food. Out of anger? I don't know. Cage says for Diego to stay, but gives him 100 and says to... Why don't you buy your kids some damn shoes? Diego says he has a friend in Santana, and he'll meet Cage at the dock to recover the truck. 
Uh, Cage then uh, says the map looks like Long Beach to him. Diego says, you're in danger, Senor Frank. And Cage drives off. We get the opening credits. That was all a cold open. Parrot's flying (laughs) alongside the truck as he drives (laughs) through the rainforest. At one point, Cage checks the rearview mirror. I don't know if you noticed that. But there's nothing but cages covered in drapes behind it. What did he look at? Making sure that the cages didn't fall off, Zach. I guess. But at this point, I did write, because really, he really is selling that he's driving. I write that we may be in the neighborhood of he's acting his ass off. So, Maze, I'll keep you updated on <laughs> Montage of a cargo ship being loaded up at the dock. Workers are loading the animal cages onto the boats. Cage says he can't go to Puerto Rico because if he loses a day, he loses his trucks in Mexico. And the captain, the guy in charge, says he can use the radio to make other plans. And Cage asks, what if he can't make other plans? He says, you're looking at a lawsuit, Leo. You're looking at a big, fat lawsuit. And that's when the Jaguar acts out in the cage, but it's covered, so we don't really see it. And he says, take it easy with my cat. Tells a kid on the dock that the white jag is 350 to 400 pounds. And then he tells the kid that she doesn't like people. And the kid says, just like you, Frank. I don't like this This kid. Is that Rafi? Rafi is the worst actor. That kid sucks, dude. It sucks. He's so bad. He doesn't emote at all in the whole movie. Oh, Um, not at all. Not Not while his his dad is dying. Dying. (laughs) Spoiler alert. Black Van rolls up and a bunch of special ops guys get out. Michael Imperioli and Famke Jansen get out as well. And let me tell you guys, in that that outfit, Famke is bringing it. Okay, because I thought she looked CGI'd, but it turns out her plastic surgery is just very bad. When she's not wearing the glasses, that's when, like, the fillers really come through. Also, Zach, uh, what, you said a woman in uniform that you're turned on by? I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, why not? I, I did not have the same reaction. All right. I think she still got it. Well, sort of. To be honest, I was never, like, smitten. Oh. Oh, I like her in like uh, Rounders. There's a movie called Love and Sex with John Favreau. I really like her in. I yeah. A car rolls up with Kevin Durand in chains. Durand is breaking down LaMonica Garrett's accent and where he's from and where he's lived. He hits on Famke and all the whole time Cage is walking. And my note is Kevin Durand has some big ass face cheeks. He comes up in a motorcade. There's like three or four cars that pull up out of a hangar. Right. right. So I don't know when the cars are in the hangar or they, they just took a shortcut through the hangar. But I just thought that was weird that multiple cars would come out of a hangar like that. The other thing I thought to myself is, are those Chrysler 300s? Am I supposed to be impressed by these black Chrysler 300s? I'm not impressed by Chrysler 300s. I mean, you might as well sh- rolled up in Corollas at that point. No? Okay. All right. I was the only one that noticed the, the make of the car. Gotcha. I did not uh, notice the make of the car. I did immediately because it's a Chrysler 300. It's it's such a fraudulent looking car. It can never be not noticed, which is kind of embarrassing to people who own Chrysler 300s. Apologies if you're listening to this and you own a Chrysler 300. Loeffler walks off, hits on everybody, and then makes eye contact with Nick Cage. And I wrote, holy shit, Nick Cage off. Because they're literally doing the same thing. They're playing the same person. Nick Cage is playing Nick Cage and uh, Kevin Durant is playing a Nick Cage substitute and he's like, i'll see you on the shovel deck on the main deck at the shovel board tournament okay like it's going back and forth and i'm like oh my god yeah. this is gonna be great that's i was actually excited at this point they have the same like energy on screen for sure eyes uh, wide open and like yeah all that. and weird cuss words where it shouldn't be and kind of a creepy <laughs> smile i mean it is uncanny I don't know if Nick Cage has a creepy smile. He's just a gentleman. I love when he talks to Ringer and he says, he asks him a question. Ringer responds and he says, you came from back east, moved out west. I'm really good with accents. It's like, what? He said one word. <laughs> oh, they're showing you, they're showing you he's a genius. 
He's showing you he knows his way around the world. They put Durand in a cage in the ship, and Michael Imperioli tells him he's a U.S. attorney and he's under arrest for the murder of some undersecretary and crimes against humanity, and he names like eight places. Uh, we find out Famke is a neurologist in the U.S. Navy, and uh, the ship is off. The ship has left the dock. She oh. announces in front of Loeffler in the cage, in front of everybody, everybody, if he has a seizure or exhibits any signs, make sure to call me on the radio. I'm like, why would you say that in front of him? You can tell that to the staff afterward, or they should have been briefed before. Why would you announce it in front of him? I don't know. Exposition? <laughs> now they're at a scene with the kitchen. Someone in line to get food tries to steal bread and get more food, and the cook catches them, and LaMonica observes it all. He didn't what? try to steal the bread. The poor cook said, do you want bread? Pan? And like, do you want pan? And like, quiero pan? Right? If you go to any restaurant in Miami, and you sit down, and the first thing I'm like, quiero pan? I'm like, yes, give me the pan. So he asked him, do you want bread? And the dude just basically didn't pay attention. And then he tried to reach and grab the bread. Instead of just saying, even if he didn't understand what the dude asked him, he could have said, hey, buddy, let me get some bread. And, or, hey, buddy, that, point to it. But instead, he tries to reach across in a place where he shouldn't reach. So, yeah, he's at fault. Wow. Duran asks for a Coke jokingly with crushed ice earlier. He doesn't get his Coke, and he starts uh, acting crazy towards the guards. He might be acting his ass off in this movie. We might be left assless in this movie by the end of it. I'll just, I'll just warn you of that. Uh, in the dining hall, Famke asks Cage if, if he gets animals for zoos. He says he gets them for himself and then sells them to zoos. Cage wants to know... Who the criminal is, Imperioli says it's classified. Well, perhaps you should classify this. <laughs> All right. And he gives them a middle finger. They're on a ship and they have a right to know. Turns out that Duran was the lead assassin for something called the Sword of God, which is a terrorist group in Peru. The NSA made him a counter-terrorist. He escaped. They tracked him. And the military is making sure he's kept alive. A black jaguar for a zoo would get Cage 75K, but he found the white one. And no one's ever seen that before. Jerome. The black guy, who, by the way, survives a lot longer than I thought he would in this movie. I was like, oh, you're, you're definitely, because he barely speaks. And so yeah, I'm like, oh, he barely speaks. Definitely. There's no emotional connection. Like, he's completely expendable. But when he does speak, his accent is so bad. What I mean, is, he it, is he supposed to be Jamaican? Yes, he's supposed to be Jamaican. Jerome works with this dude named Scuddy. <laughs> Scuddy, at some point, right before this uh, galley scene, Tells Jerome, make sure the blah, blah, blahs are clean and full throttle, Jerome. Let's get out of here. And I said, oh, my God, we have our golden dumpster winner. <laughs> this dude is the worst, worse than Rafi. He is the worst actor in the movie. Those two and, are the worst actors in the movie, even worse than Rafi. He, Jerome and, and, the dude, and the other study, guy. Study. <laughs> yeah. Finally, when uh, Chrissy from Sopranos is explaining all this stuff to Nicolas Cage at the end, he says, I just spent 10 months in the jungle, and this all smells like cat shit to me. And I didn't know if that was a good thing, or was that like a literal thing? Because he, he might just smell cat shit at this point. I didn't understand that. He's a tracker. So if he smells cat shit, that's good, right? He's on to something. I was a little thrown off. Cage is now feeding all these animals. He's chopping up food. He's chopping up veggies. He gives bananas to monkeys, which I thought was, eh, well, obvious. <laughs> What did you want him to feed? I don't know, but just like, I, you know, salad or something. Avocado toast? Yeah. 
I don't like this guy's like Ron McGill or something, like some great lover of animals. He's a poacher. <laughs> All right, Cage is teaching Rafi about the animals. Kid says that using darts is cheating, to which he says, hey, it's not how you play the game. It's whether you win or not win. I said, shut the fuck up, kid. Like, who the fuck are you to critique? Yeah, I'd be like, you little fuck. I caught a jaguar. Who's catching these wild-ass animals without the, the use of tranquilizers? Right, I, yeah. Steve Irwin? How'd that work out? Rest in yeah, peace. Yeah. Yeah. Alright. Cage's parrot is not in the cage, and the kid wants to know why. He tells the story of feeding the parrot, and now it won't go away. What's your cat say? <laughs> what time is it? What do you think of this? He doesn't like guns. He's smart. Yeah. Regular Einstein. It sounds like Elmo, by the way. It does sound like Elmo. The kid is looking at the monkeys, says, he's smiling at me. Kate says, that's not a he, and she's not smiling. There's a part where the kid remarks that Nicholas Cage doesn't like anybody. And then he asks, do you like me? And I wrote, I can feel the tension. Oh, no. I mean, I'm just saying. Oh, I mean. It starts like, uh, I'm telling you. It's not. All throughout the movie, it's pretty awkward. Maze knows what I'm talking about. (laughs) You felt this before. Cage is now drinking with two guys on the ship and says he's the king of Long Beach. When Cage is smoking a cigar and he's drinking, he's talking shit, he's just on the verge of acting his ass off. This is his wheelhouse. You know who's not on the verge of acting his ass off? Who? When Cage says his old man wanted to be a mechanic, and when he was a mechanic, he was like, that friction or whatever. <laughs> Scuddy says, you can tell him to kiss your ass, Walsh. <laughs> he's so bad. Cage is walking back to his room. He sees Famke Jansen. He says, eh, what's up, Doc? Sick reference. He <laughs> drunkenly says that he worked at the San Diego Zoo with white pandas. Wants to know who her father is. She tells him he's an admiral. Ten years and eight zoos later, I started hunting and it became my own boss. John Cage <laughs> killed it, though, man. He's so shit-faced in this scene. Oh, man. I think he was really drunk. <laughs> They're three-fourths of the way to Puerto Rico now. Durand is eating... The guards are talking about Famke being fine. La Monica is arguing with the ship's captain about when they get to San Juan because he wants precision. Duran starts faking a seizure. Or maybe he's having a real seizure. Why are the guards eating right in front of him? Like, clearly they got up to go get the food from the galley. Why didn't they just eat it there? Why didn't they take turns? I'll go eat and come back then. And then it'll be your turn. They're eating right in front of him. Also, one of the guards is named, and I should you not, Pretty Man. That's his name. Not Pretty Man like Frightened Inmate number two. His name is like James Pretty Man or something like that. La Monica Pretty Man? La Monica Pretty Man. <laughs> Dr. Ellen literally tells the guards, get in the cage. <laughs> get in the cage, I know. How? How? Get in the cage. As Famke is radioed, guard goes into the cage. Duran starts biting down on his fingers. The other guard comes in, tries to hit him with the, the butt of the gun. But Duran catches it, fires a shot through his head. That was a great shot. I like that. I thought it was. I thought it was a clever little little action moment. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I was trying to figure out how he fired the gun from the butt, but other than that, yeah, it was pretty tight. Well, he grabbed the butt and he moved his hand up and pulled the trigger. You see, a gun's got a trigger. He pulled oh, it, shot right through. Yeah. 
when Famke and the rest of the team get in the room, Durand and the other guard are gone. They walk through, they find blood on a door. The other guard is dead behind the door, and it looked like his eyes were gouged out. I don't know if you noticed that. Yes. Yeah, I was trying to figure that out, too. I have no idea why he went after the eyes. I thought maybe he removed them or ate them or something, but no. Never explains it. Captain and the cage are walking around. They find someone with a slit throat. The radio for the ship has been dismantled. Orders have been given on getting people safe and then searching the ship for Duran. But Cage says he won't go anywhere until he feeds his animals because they haven't eaten in 12 hours. Well, Monica then threatens, then threatens to arrest him if he doesn't follow orders and he complies. LaMonica briefs everybody on the ship in one room as the cook goes to get food. Entire time LaMonica is describing the threat here, Cage is just pacing back and forth on like six feet of ground. <laughs> so aggressively. Everyone's standing still. And he is pacing like also, he is at the end of a bender. Well, I mean. Is he still shit-faced? How long has it been? <laughs> a great question. LaMonica cusses a lot for no reason. Open the goddamn door. I'm like, dude, you just knocked for the first time. You told yeah. us not to open, stay on lockdown. Why would we? Stable. He's got a real attitude problem. Monica finishes. Cage says he needs to repeat the whole speech in Spanish. He says the sh- the search won't take long because there aren't places to hide. And Cage says, "Who says he's going to hide?" Chills. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> so a soldier takes the cook to the kitchen. The cook pushes through and locks the soldier out of the kitchen. Then Bye. turns around and he sees monkeys in the kitchen eating bananas again, just a little on the nose. Find them like cooking a soup or something. Perhaps a, a nice quiche. <laughs> Cage believes that they didn't get out, but that Duran let them out. He goes to wrangle them. The cook tries to kill the monkeys. Overreaction? It's, it's an overreaction. <laughs> also, like, you're probably getting a B from the health department at that point, right? There's no, you're not getting an A. <laughs> International waters. Oh, that's true. International waters. That's a good point. Uh, Cage radios not to touch the babies. And that's when the cook sees a baby and grabs it. And now the monkeys are pissed. They attack him. They fuck him they up. They fucking kill his shit out of him. Really All the him. soldiers are trying to break in to rescue him. Cage slips away. I'm not here to say that, like, fighting off monkeys is easy or that is pain-free. But I feel like at some point, you could have punched one of the monkeys. Just, like, cocked back. Could have spanked one. Connection's fine. Just uh, letting that one breathe a little bit. Cage has a great line where he says, I don't take orders, not since the army. <laughs> That's when uh, LaMonica and Cage are disagreeing about taking orders and Duran's listening in on the radio. Duran starts talking to Cage over the radio as everyone listens. Cage was a mechanic in, I don't know, the army or something. Duran talks about being trained to kill. Duran then asks him if he's still up for shuffleboard because he'd like to buddy up with them. He says, maybe later, asshole. Yeah, which wasn't a no, by the way. It's not a no. Yeah, I'm up for it. Let's just see where the day takes us. They need to take someone to the engine room to keep the ship moving. Duran takes out a soldier. Because Scotty said, goddamn engines, goddamn middle of the goddamn ocean. The most goddamns in any sentence I've ever heard in my goddamn life. Oh, you know what I just thought of? His name is Scuddy, which sounds a lot like Scotty, like Star Trek engine room Scotty. Yes. The first. Uh, absolutely. The first time they said his name, they said Mr. Scuddy. And I was like, oh, come on, guys. Cage goes to where his animals are and everything has been let out, including the snakes. And he knows it because the snakes were in bags. So they didn't just sneak out. Famke says that he was irresponsible for put their lives at risk with these venomous snakes. 
Luckily, Cage put a tracker on the Jaguar and it works. Walsh out. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking boat. <laughs> Cage walks around trying to secure animals. He walks into a hallway and behind him, the Jaguar emerges. The slow turn and the raise of the Trank gun. Chills. It's a great shot. One has too many. I hate Jaguar vision so much. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I love Jaguar vision. Do they even look like that? Like, is that how they see the world, or was that just like <laughs> creative license? No, that's no. It's the only white jaguar out there, so <laughs> that's how it sees. Did you ever play Tiger Woods golf and you had to like focus in on the on the putt? It's tiger, tiger Vision, tiger vision <laughs> looks just like that. So yeah, I think they got it right. Fucking Brian Fellows over here knows everything. Brian Fellow is not an accredited zoologist, nor does he hold an advanced degree in any of the environmental sciences. He is simply an enthusiastic young man with a sixth grade education and an abiding love for all God's creatures. Share his love tonight on Brian Fellows, Brian Fellows, Brian Fellows, Safari Planet. Goat's got devil eyes. <laughs> go, just go on. Jaguar runs away. Cage loses him in one hallway. <laughs> it just goes to a different area. He radios Lamonica and says the Jaguar was there but there's no water on the ship he says you sure i know how a fucking faucet works you federal clown a lot of anger so good the federal shit (laughs) (laughs) the captain and imperioli are going to the engine room to fix the water pump the kid stays with famke duran goes to the engine room pretending to be one of the good soldiers scuddy tells him that he served and he and jerome handle the engines and as the rest of the soldiers get to the engine room duran sneaks away they chase after him, but he got away, just like the Jaguar, down a single hallway. <laughs> the water tanks, the pumps have been dismantled. The tanks have been emptied. Uh, snake strikes the captain, and LaMonica shoots the fuck out of that snake. Really made sure it was gone. Two yeah. soldiers are looking around the cargo, and the Jaguar attacks one of them before getting away. The other soldier shoots at it, and Cage hears a gunfire. They bring the captain back to the safe room. LaMonica says he's not taking Duran alive. Cage admonishes them. You take this sick motherfucker, give him the best military training money can buy, turn him loose on the general population. You think he could just yank his leash and bring him back? Our tax dollars are worth you, federal retard. This is continuing a long trend now on this podcast. Yeah, well, that's what I wrote. That's what I wrote. I wrote some of the old movies we're used to hearing that. But this movie came out last year. Yeah. In September, and I mean, this was the first time I yelled out loud when he said federal retards. <laughs> oh, man. Imperioli says that he was in the National Guard, so LaMonica asks if he can shoot and kill someone, line him up in the sights, and pull the trigger. Imperioli looks inc- completely overwhelmed and unsure, and he just gets handed an assault rifle before answering. The captain, Morales, has been bitten by a snake. He's like in shock and everything. His son, the whole time, Rafi, is just like cool as a cucumber, man. It's like his dad came in to take a nap. <laughs> I think he's really worried about, like, Nick Cage. Oh, is no. He, has he no. noticed I've done something different with my hair? Well, Monica says the same goes for the cat. 
it dies if they get the chance to which cage says you kill my cat i'll blow your head off Famke and Cage are looking for IV fluids. Cage gets distracted by monkeys, and Famke wants him to be a good man and try to help the captain. Says, let's get something straight. If there is a good man out there, it's not me, and that's fine. I don't have a problem with that. Kind of felt like he stole a line from Amin there. Like Amin said that a few times. A couple of ladies have heard that one. (laughs) Also, she's like strangely very emotionally invested in him. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm not understanding why. They had zero chemistry. <laughs> yeah, why is yeah. she taking all of this so personally? Maybe she's not a good actress. Mm. Definitely not anymore. Cage is shooting blow darts at the monkeys and taking them down. Duran shoots a soldier and the guy on the bridge navigating the ship. Yeah, the dude, the dude in the bridge is leaning forward into the window and he just gets capped right in the head. Got to, got to. Yeah. The other guy just like sits there, watches it happen, and doesn't think at one point like gunshot. I should, I should duck. Yeah, right. nope. <laughs> He charts a new course on a map, then breaks the equipment after changing the course. The ship is turning around. Cage gives water to the parrot, and the parrot says, stick him up. He says, it's holstered, Einstein. You want to drink or not? But that means that there's been a gun around, guys. I don't know if you remember that little callback. Cage sneaks up on Duran through the door, kicks away the gun as Duran is looking over the map. Time for shuffleboard, Frank. Great callback. A lot of callbacks in this scene. Cage then says he has a real nice cage for Durant. I got a real nice cage for you. <laughs> you, think, you think Raffi was hoping he'd say that to him? <laughs> See, now there's your sexual attention to me. Yeah. This whole time, I thought Durant and Cage were going to fuck. Really? That's the, yeah. Not, Didn't no? pick up that vibe at all. Cause maybe because I couldn't tell them apart. <laughs> that might have been what it is. Well, yeah, if they have sex, is it just masturbation? Way to be crass. Mac Weldon will be the most comfortable underwear, socks, shirts, undershirts, hoodies, and sweatpants, and more that you will ever wear. They have a line of silver underwear and shirts that are naturally antimicrobial, which means they eliminate odor. They want you to be comfortable, so if you don't like your first pair of underwear, you can keep it, and they will still refund you no questions asked. Not only does Mac Weldon's underwear, socks, and shirts look good, they perform well, too. It's good for working out, going to work, going out on dates, just everyday life. Mac Weldon really does value its loyal customers. That's why they've created the Weldon Blue Loyalty Program. Here's how it works. Create an account. It's totally free. Level 1, place an order for any amount and never pay for shipping again. Level 2, once you purchase $200 worth of products from Mac Weldon, not only will you continue to receive free shipping, but you will also start saving 20% on every order you make for the next year. Level 2 also grants you access to new products before they're released to anyone else, as well as free gifts added to future orders. I have some Mack Weldon socks, Mack Weldon underwear, and I'm wearing my Mack Weldon sweatpants right now. It's fantastic. I wear it all the time. It's a quarantine. You never leave the house. You gotta have Mack Weldon sweats. For 20% off your first order, visit MacWeldon.com and enter promo code DING. That's promo code DING, D-I-N-G. I think we skipped this line from Scuddy. I've been at sea for 60 years, you goddamn shit for brains, mora. That's how I know we changed course. Yeah. I feel like his motivation was just, hey, you're playing a sailor. Sailors swear. God damn it. Durand is just obeying him, walking with him. That's when Raffi walks Dude, in. What the fuck? And this kid cannot read the fucking room, man. Raffi, what are you doing, dude? My dad. My dad. Also, it's Mr. Walsh, you little fuck. Right, exactly. Show some respect. But again, it's not a fucking like, white jaguar. 
Sometimes the heart wants what the heart wants. Oh my god. Yeah, I, I still have not picked up like, on that. Oh, I wasn't. No, it's not well, like I come on. to he, bed, Frank. He, he kept saying Frank, Frank. Like, come on, you've never had that. <laughs> they just keep saying your name. Like, damn it. All right, I'll do it. I'll take out the trash or whatever it is. I'll go see. I'll go see. I'll go to. I'll go to this baby shower with you. I'll, I'll have. I'll have dinner with your parents. Come on. Durant kicks the gun out of Cage's hand, and it goes near the kid. That's when Cage pulls the dark gun out. And the Jaguar walks in. Oh, fuck, guys. And this dumb fuck kid says, Frank, Frank I'm scared. Frank it's his kid. fault. That was the actual emotional affect he used, too. Frank, I'm scared. Duran knows the gun only has one dart loaded, says to shoot the cat. He shoots Duran with the dart, then tackles the kid as the Jaguar goes flying over him. Great reflexes. Cage then grabs the real gun, shoots it in the air of an enclosed metal room. <laughs> Not worrying about a ricochet anywhere. And the Jaguar runs out the door. Question, why did he feel so compelled to not shoot Duran? At any point in this, in this movie, he has ample opportunity and he doesn't take orders. So why does he care that the dude is alive? They have a connection because they both hate the army or whatever. <laughs> and they're the right, same yeah, person. Yeah. I'm not going to kill myself. I mean, that's ridiculous. <laughs> Cage finds a dart with a lot of tranquilizer left in it. No Duran. The kid sucks. This kid's just awful. <laughs> Get this kid the fuck out of here, man. LaMonica shoots the only other life raft, deflating it, says nobody's leaving the ship. They're going to turn the boat back around towards Puerto this Rico. Doesn't make any sense. <laughs> then Duran kills the soldier and kills LaMonica. Thank God he's out of there. He quadrupled taps LaMonica. <laughs> he unloaded, man. He unloaded. This dumb kid tells Famke they're inflatable rafts in a room. She asks Cage if he'll help her get off the ship or not. And he says the white jag comes along once in a lifetime. And uh, we find out that Cage smuggles these animals. He doesn't have paperwork for them. I thought that was very obvious for the entire movie. I <laughs> yeah, that seemed, that I, I never once thought this was official. He's a first-class prick. Famke's telling him what a piece of shit he is. And he says, I make your heart beat. Yeah. She calls him delusional. He might not be wrong. You know, because um, she's so. Why is she so worked up over him? Over yeah. his morality, not right. not like, hey, are we going to survive this? About his morality as, and my father told me to watch out for men. Like, I'm like, what? You're a lieutenant in the goddamn navy. Act like it. Cage and Jerome look for the inflatable rafts. Duran corners Cage in one of the rooms, asks for the navigation chart, then butts Cage in the stomach with the gun. Cage is clearly doing his own stunts in this fight scene. And guys, oh my god, <laughs> guys, hold on. <laughs> He's stunting his ass off. I'll tell you that. <laughs> He's reacting to punches and kicks before they happen. It's a future callback. Oh, oh man. Stunting like his daddy. Like next. He's also like the slowest puncher I've ever seen at this point. <laughs> he used to be able to throw a punch. No longer. Drag kicks his ass as Cage knows is where the life raft is. Imperioli and a soldier sneak up on Duran who's dragging Cage through a hallway. As the soldier's about to shoot Duran in the back of the head, Imperioli pulls out a knife and takes out the soldier. This is the single most confusing plot point in this movie. I mean, I wrote that it's the exact opposite of the Bolo intimidation effect. Yes. When you kill your own man, but it doesn't make any sense. I'm just looking at him like, what are you, a moron? <laughs> he wants this guy alive so bad he's willing to kill for it and risk all the other lives that this dude is going to kill on the boat and at first i thought to myself maybe this is like a mob hit right or maybe he's actually oh that's typecasting why would someone act clearly in, oh! in the opposite interest of law enforcement right 
Or I thought maybe he might be collaborating with Durant. But no, neither of those things. <laughs> and spoiler alert, they never explain it. <laughs> they try at one point, and I'm still not sure what they meant. He just went rogue on that one. My next note, and I don't remember why, but my next note is Scuddy and Jerome are the two of the worst actors I've ever seen. Oh. <laughs> so this is where Scuddy says, I got an idea, gets up, turns off every single, all the power on the ship. Like, he's like, oh, I know how to get the Coast Guard. Turns off all the power on the ship. I'm like, is there, like, a, an automatic flare or distress signal that comes out? Like, nope. They just turned the power off. Duran comes downstairs trying to see what's going on. Scuddy, like, talks a lot of shit. And then Jerome jumps from a catwalk above and tries to attack this known oh, assassin. Oh, that's what it, yeah. With and a I'm wrench. Thinking, and meanwhile, while Scuddy just yells out, come on, Jerome, fuck him. Fuck him up, Jerome. <laughs> And I wrote, this is clearly a scuddy plan because of that line. <laughs> That's right. This is one of the worst fight scenes I've ever seen. Like, just one of the worst. It's exactly how the fight scene would have gone in real life if there was a, a CIA-trained assassin on a boat who was being attacked <laughs> by a Jamaican, like, engineer assistant on a ship. A Jamaican engineer taking off from who's, the fucking top rope. Who's, who's <laughs> executing a plan. Thought of some drunk I, asshole. He came dropping in from the ceiling. <laughs> Come on, Jerome. He's goddamn Spider-Man. <laughs> this is not your kid's Little League game. We just say, Come on, and that'll make him play better. <laughs> now Cage is in a cage. Duran wants a navigation chart. He's choking him with the roughest, toughest, coarsest <laughs> rope he has in his rope inventory. <laughs> He says he'll kill him, and Cage says that he can't kill him. Duran then threatens the birds and starts shooting the birds and just picks off three of them. I laughed out loud at this point. <laughs> not my birds! No, not the my birds! No! Not the birds! Cage gives up the chart. Perioli walks where Cage is caged. He unties Cage. Young Cage is caged. Duran then finds a the navigation chart. They tell the kid they have to go and leave his dad behind. This kid could not give a fuck that his dad's dying. Yeah, no. Just he doesn't just, care. Catatonic. Right. Cage wants the rifle. They grab the life raft. Uh, Duran then storms them as they're getting the lifeboat set up why, outside. Why is he running like that? <laughs> See how he runs? <laughs> I wish the Cinephone were more of a video component. <laughs> because him running, I was like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> He's holding the rifle in firing position, but above his shoulders, like almost above his head. And he's running like in a zigzag pattern. <laughs> On the top of the ship, which it's is serpentine. clear. Serpentine, yeah. Serpentine run. Land of the Lost. And by the way, mind you, the top of the ship is completely empty. Like, it's like looking across a football field. But somehow, this group of people who feature at least four of everyone except the kid is ex-military. None of them. <laughs> this dude running. Cage says, run, Rafi. Rafi doesn't move an inch. No, Rafi doesn't move an inch because that would have been some kind of reaction. Rafi doesn't move an inch, and old girl, who again is a lieutenant in the Navy, goes ah! and drops the rifle and runs like a little girl. Like, I'm like, what? Yeah, they should have made her a Navy officer, right? Like, they should have just made, made her, her a neurologist. Yeah, yeah. If you want to make her like a super uh, feminine stereotype, like, oh, I'm, I'm afraid and uh, I lose my, my cool and under pressure, like, Look, I'm not saying any of these stereotypes are correct or accurate or good in filmmaking, but if you're going to go down that route, why would Might you make well them? Into it. Yeah, right. like why would you make them in the military? That makes more sense than someone who's afraid of a gun who's in the military. <laughs> she a decorated it, like, military <laughs> officer. 
Lieutenant, too. It's like a private. Right. They lose the gun because she drops it. Duran grabs the stupid kid. Cage tries to negotiate for the stupid kid. Imperioli runs out, shoots the life raft, gets shot. Duran has one gun has one gun out of bullets. I don't know. I, I don't know. Cage wants to use Famke as bait for Durand. Make noise, draw him out. She has to trust that Cage will be there at the right time. She wants to know he's a good man. He says, no, I'm no good, but I can help. Loki acting his ass off when he drops his voice a couple of volumes. You know, awesome. a couple of decibels. Once again, the line that Amin has said to the ladies before. <laughs> Have you also said, I'm going hunting? <laughs> Not to the ladies. That would defeat the purpose there, Mace. Duran is calling the ghost guard, trying to get saved. He gets them to have a chopper in one hour with food and water. Uh, what was looks- his plan, by the way? What was his Yeah, is his plan to kill everybody on the helicopter and take the helicopter and the food somewhere? I think so, because he's an assassin, so he can probably fly a helicopter. But I had oh, this line. On. Cage is hunting a jaguar. Duran's hunting a cougar. Attaboy. Also... They're 400 miles away from Puerto Rico. 400 nautical miles. Nautical miles. I don't know how that translates to regular miles, nor do I know why nautical miles are different. Why do we need nautical miles? Why can't they just use regular miles that everybody else uses? It's on the ship. A nautical mile is a length equal to one minute of arc around the sphere of Earth. The fuck does that mean? Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know about that. This Uh, is where you get into longitude and latitude bullshit, which I do not believe in. 16 minutes, 32 seconds, da 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 Okay, so you're 400 miles away from Puerto Rico. Um, you're in open water. The only reason why this helicopter is making it out there is because it came from a ship itself. So if he gets in a helicopter, where the hell is he? Like, I don't think you can get to Puerto Rico on a full tank of gas, basically. He's a trained assassin. So what, he kills everyone on the Coast Guard ship, too? Probably. They're not ready for him. Okay, all right. You I'm see not, what happened to Jerome? Poor Jerome. Jerome's the only guy, the only guy who was an ex-military in the whole movie, other than Rafi. Right. A monkey in the kitchen scares Famke. I yelled out loud at that point. It startled me. (laughs) (laughs) Durant tracks her down. He wants to know where Cage is. She says, right behind you, motherfucker. He comes out with a bow and arrow. (laughs) Huge bow. (laughs) Haven't seen that bow yet in this movie, by the way. No, not once. Like, goddamn Robin Hood. <laughs> At first, when he was holding it, I thought it was the grill off of a car or something. <laughs> Reed, what the fuck? Ease back on the string. Loeffler puts the gun down first. Can't do that, Frank. You shoot, and I'll kill her. Shoot him. Ease back, Walsh. Do it now. Fuck you, Freed. You move. Loeffler's dead. Yeah, and then he'll kill you, and he'll kill Ellen. And then he'll cover up all his tracks. He's NSA, Frank. Put the bow down. He had me fooled too, Frank, until I saw him kill Forrest. The NSA is uh, in bed with some pretty bad people, Frank. He's lying. He'll be arrested when he gets home. He said he was already arrested. He is. He'll be convicted of treason and murder and punished to the full extent of the law. Yeah, they'll deprogram me and then they'll kill me. He belongs to the United States government. Not anymore. I went to South America to assassinate people for the NSA. And I ended up moonlighting for the president of Peru and the drug cartels. He's lying. I got deep intel on all of them, Frank. I could tie them all together. Famke pushes the gun away. Cage fires the arrow into the shoulder of Durand, and Imperioli starts firing. Durand takes down Imperioli, which makes me think that Imperioli is just the worst with a gun. The worst. Uh, if he's telling you the truth, that he was really an NSA and he had all this clandestine operations, 
that would increase the motivation for Pirelli to want him dead, right? Yes. They're not going to risk him getting away and like revealing all their secrets. Right. Again, the idea that he wants him alive just didn't make sense. Isn't Imperioli supposed to be a handler that's going to reprogram Loeffler, kind of like born identity or something like that? That's what I thought was happening. I did not catch any of that from, from this movie. But even so, at some point, you got to say, I had to torch it. Right? Like, everyone on the ship is going to die because eventually I'm, I'm going to be the one who's going to subdue him and like reprogram him. Come on, man. At some point, you got to know, like, this thing is, is burnt. <laughs> when this happened, why doesn't she escape? She literally just sits there on the steps. Great question. Yeah, because I thought she was running away, and then all of a sudden, she's just standing at the bottom of the steps. She's like three feet cowering. She's yeah. cowering. At the, a again, lieutenant, lieutenant in, in the, the Navy, Navy. <laughs> whose dad was in the Navy, was an admiral. She offers the assassin medical assistance. So he gets Fabian to pull the arrow all the way through his shoulder. Cage goes back to the animal holding area to get the darts. He's been shot in the leg. The jaguar walks in, but he traps him in like this metal locker area. Duran radios and tells him to come to the engine room. He says, I got a better idea. You come here and I'll kick your fucking ass. It's a good line. I got chills there. Duran goes to get Cage, but unbags the snake near Famke and this idiot kid. I'm tired of these motherfucking snakes on this motherfucking <laughs> boat. Cage then hits, hits Duran with a dart and another one. And now we've got a knife fight. Like the music I'm video bad. Big time in on the knife fight. Yeah. Fashion knife fight. Yeah, good old fashioned. Cage is grunting like Maria Sharapova in this scene. <laughs> By the way, when when he's doing the blow darts, every time dude gets hit, he then fires back. And I wrote, not very technical firing. He's just like, ah, bah, 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 like just letting it loose. I'm like, dude, you're supposed to be an assassin. Yeah, like I would think you have a little bit more like attention to detail than just letting it rain like uh like my man in Tropic Thunder. <laughs> Uh, Tug Speedman. Yeah, Tug Speedman, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, when he's, like, doing the... He's, yeah, like, basically awesome. Joe from Rest of Development on stage of a magic show, but with a machine gun. Yeah. They cut each other, Duran stabs a barrel, Cage bites his arm, but the tranquilizer starting to kick in, and Cage tells him, you can hit harder than that, pussy. <laughs> Cage then traps him with a rope, stringing him up by his ankles. Oh. Cage says... Oh, no, no. What? Oh, you missed... Oh, come on, Zach. You skipped over, like, the signature line of the movie? Right now, like the, the tranquilizer is to take a hold, and he says, I can't seem to feel my legs. And Kate says, I can't seem to give a shit. That's the line of the movie? That's the line of the movie, dude. Not fuck him up, Jerome. <laughs> Get him, Jerome. Come on, Jerome. <laughs> he's struggled by his ankles. Cage says he can't move, but he'll still be conscious, which is important because he's about to enjoy dinner with a friend of his. He lets the Jaguar out, walks out the door, says it isn't business. It's personal. That's such a, that's a better line. Well, no, that's only because it's a callback to something that uh, Duran said earlier where he says they, they want you to be business, but it's not business. How can this be business, right? Like, you get such a thrill from killing people, I guess. Still a better line. Jaguar murders him. Now the slowest snake ever is still inching towards Famke. Cage traps it and bags it. Somehow the captain's still alive. Hours after this venom. The venom that he said, even if we had an anti-venom, there's a 20% chance he'd live. He said that early in the movie. You know what kept him alive? It was Rafi's love. Relax, I mean. (laughs) Well, no, it's his dad. Oh, okay, so it's fine, yeah. That would be preposterous. By the way, I I, I take umbrage with you saying that the Jaguar murdered him. 
Yeah, well, I didn't murder him. <laughs> Killed him. Murder means like it, like it was like conspired that you could take it to court over this. Well, you think the Jaguar just happened to murder him? You think that's, you no, think that's no. cat slaughter? Kill. He's a man eater. Cage was lying the whole time. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Full of shit. Like this thing, seems like this thing has a pretty good taste for human flesh. Yeah. Kid goes with him. Cage and Fampier are left on the boat as another rescue boat arrives. Coast Guard says dental records are the only way to identify Durand. Hell of a cat you've got there. And he says, she's a real man-eater. And I wrote, I swear to God, if they play man-eater at the oh, end of this fucking oh, movie. They couldn't afford you that shit. Travolta would have had them play it. Travolta would have had it for sure. Coast Guard says it needs the paperwork on his animals. And he starts stammering. And Famke says that Duran destroyed it all. That takes care of that. Jaguar ate my homework. Gives her business card. Says about, uh, I don't know, being where she is or something. He says he's going to take the Jaguar to Kenya for no money. Parrot flies to Cage. My last note is I think Cage did this whole movie for cigars and to hang out with that parrot. The last lines in this movie. So she says, if you're ever in Adelphi, look me up, right? And he says, there's a zoo in Adelphi. The parrot comes over. You want to live in Adelphi, Einstein? I know. Yes, it is. The end. What? Yeah, I was confused by that. Yeah. And also, I was trying to figure out whether that was, like, a setup for a sequel. It's just a shitty romantic comment. We bought a zoo with Nicolas Cage and Famke Jansen. I would watch that so much. Are you are, kidding me? Are there any movies with Nicolas Cage and John Travolta in it, other than Face Off? No, that's it. We are due. If Mark Wahlberg can get a fucking sequel to that movie, we can get Travolta and Cage in a movie. A little bit of trivia here. Dan Grodnick... I don't know who that is, but it's in the trivia section. First option, the script for Primal in 1995. It took 22 years to finally get made. It would have been perfect for 1995. That yeah, would have made $100 million in 1995. Oh, yeah, in like 95, Nick Cage? Are you kidding me? The script was originally entitled Persona Non Grata, but Lionsgate decided that the title would be too difficult to market, so they renamed it Primal. Just want to remind you, it made $84,000. Why would it be called Persona Non Grata? <laughs> I don't know. I, I don't know. Frank tells Raffi that only tigers and polar bears will hunt and kill men. Leopards and hyenas will also hunt men. And as a big game hunter, Frank should have known this. Yeah. They really kind of shit on him. And then jaguars have incredibly acute senses of smell. It is very unlikely that an experienced hunter like Frank Walsh would smoke a cigar while waiting in a blind to, for one to appear. We don't have a Tony medley. We don't have a lot of trivia for this. But I did, since I own it, <laughs> I did watch the extras which is just a nine minute making of the movie primal and so some of the hits taken out of that famke jansen said that when she read the script it's a simple story told in a very catchy way and that's what she was drawn to it she had me at story there was a producer that said clearly english was his second language so he says at the end of the day you have nicholas cage one of the action stars for so long that i need to make it work and I and I did. Okay. And I hope this guy made his money back from our rentals. <laughs> I really do. Duran said that he read through it quickly. It's a page turner and that he wanted to be the, the bad guy in it. He also said that Nick Powell is the best, which made me wonder why the, the action was so rough in this one. If Nick Powell is so good at action. Duran is a world-class liar. In other words. <laughs> that same producer said, we're doing something good when we can attract this kind of star power and actor. Talking about Nick Cage. And then Famke on Nick Cage said, 
Well, Nicolas Cage, he's been around for so long acting and successfully. I've just watched him over the years in movie after movie. I'm a huge fan. He's an incredible actor. He's hugely talented. I was mostly taken by, and what I really did not expect was how incredibly professional Nick Cage is. He's the first one on set. He never leaves. He knows all his dialogue. He's just your ultimate professional. Very, very impressed by that. Nick Cage is like one of those players, you know, like NBA players that like fans don't really like, but people in the organizations and like, no, oh man, no, this dude's the best. What's like, not to like? He's fun. He's been named the best actor before. He's been in some of the greatest action movies all, all time. And he's always entertaining. What is, what are people's problem with him? What is this? We're mad that he didn't pay his taxes properly. What's the issue? What's the problem that people have with Nick Cage? He's one of the greatest actors of all time. You know how I know? They gave him a fucking award for it. I'll tell you what my problem is. It's called Primal, and it cost me $5.99 to rent. One more thing Duran says about Cage. You always feel like he wants to take the scene somewhere interesting and truthful. You're right, Amenia's a liar. Wait, come on, man. <laughs> Golden Dumpster nominees, Kevin Durant, Nick Cage, the kid who plays Rafi, Famke Jansen's plastic surgery, and Sewell Whitney as Scuddy. It's a combo package, man. Scuddy and Jerome, boy. Yeah, it's Scuddy and Jerome. That, that's <laughs> got to be Jerome. it, man. As much as I hated that fucking kid, like, it's got to be Scuddy and Jerome. They are worse actors than the sexy female uh, hacker in Hurricane Heist. And I thought she was the worst actor I've ever seen. Jerome's Jamaican accent. Like, that might be worth a, a golden dumpster all on its own. <laughs> but yes, it's, it, it's, a, it's a tandem. They, got, they come as a... As a yeah, as a, I'm with that. Are you, are you sweeping that one, Maze? What's your golden dumpster? I'll join you guys. I do want to shout out Kevin Durand. I thought he was pretty good in this movie. Yeah, he and, he and Cage are fantastic in this movie. I was very disappointed in Famke. It's a cliche character... It's like the Hannibal Lecter thing, right? Like they put him in the cage and he's quirky and he knows all this shit about people. But I thought he did a good job and he's always like a physically intimidating dude. So it worked for me. But yes, Scuddy and Jerome sweep. Yeah, they sweep it. All right. I mean, over file. The first like 10 minutes of this movie, I wanted to really file it. I was like, okay, okay. This might just be like the sort of dumb action movie I just need. But it kind of dragged once they got on the boat. There were like long bits where it was just like, okay, all right. And it wasn't even as the description is accurate of like a madman killer is on the loose on a boat and he unleashes all these wild animals. I kind of thought, even as I think back, like, yeah, there were moments where people were attacked by animals. I thought it was literally going to be like every time you turn a corner, really getting shot or getting gnawed out or something. It just wasn't enough of that. It's kind of slow, so I'm going to go with Phobo on this one. It could have been filed, like, uh, very much as close to the border as you get. Maze? The script and the directing were really, really terrible. Cage did his best with his cheesy-ass lines, and he got to get nice and drunk, and he got some one-liners off, and I like Kevin Durand, but just, it's not good, man. It's not a good plot. It's cheap. No twists, nothing. It's a phobe for me. I mean, there was a twist that Imperial is an NSA agent. I mean, there wasn't really a twist. He was one of the worst parts of this movie. He was awful. Well, he's not a good actor. People like him because they like Sopranos, but he's not good. He's not a good actor, but 
the character itself didn't make any sense and was terrible. I mean, right. it's a twist in that I thought he was a U.S. attorney. Turns out he's NSA. That's a twist. I know what everyone thinks I'm going to do here. <laughs> but I do, I do have some issues with this movie. I could have used a lot more Jaguar. Like, a lot. Yeah. Jaguar. Jaguar. I could have used a lot more Jaguar, a lot more a lot more of a snakes on a plane element of just like, all right, some of these animals are really yeah. fucking up. It's cool that cool the monkeys killed that dude. We had a snake attack, and the Jaguar you know, picked off a couple people, but I could use a lot more of that. So that's disappointing. Obviously, like, Famke Jansen's terrible. Scuddy and Jerome are terrible. Imperioli's terrible. That kid fucking sucks. Duran and Cage are fantastic. But he does. But... <laughs> but action like the hand-to-hand combat was comically bad and for a director who's known for choreographing some great epic fight moments in movie history that's super disappointing and everyone thinks i'm gonna just like say all this stuff and then jump on and say but it's file motherfuckers and you're right it's a file motherfuckers this movie is entertaining we get basically two cages two cages and i love them both those guys carried the movie I, they're both in cages at various points. I'd watch this movie again. I own it, so I'm going to, apparently. I'm in. This is a file. You guys are crazy. You, would, you wouldn't watch this again? No, no. No, I got it. Next time we make love, you introduce me to Jade. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.